Welcome to the Georgia Songbird Podcast, brought to you by Anchor FM, Yes Man Music, and we're live at the listening room at the Oak House with Mr. Brian Kane, Mr. Oak House Man himself. Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes. we are. Yes, ma'am. You know my band, right? I, yes, I do know your <laughs> band. Yes, ma'am. We're supposed to come up here eventually to play one day. I keep trying to get David to set it up. Look, you just got to bribe him. I know, right? <laughs> water. I got some water I can bribe him with. You can bribe him with water. So yeah. tell everybody about this place, because if, they, if they've never been here, they need to come. This is my favorite place to play. Everywhere I've been, it's great. Thank you so very much. That, uh, hearing things like that, that's what's really the most important thing for us is hearing the musicians say, we love this room, this is where we want to play. Because it, at the end of the day, that's the kind of atmosphere that mm-hmm. we're trying to create here, is we're trying to create a place to where people do want to play. Right. So uh, that's going to give your, your pop filter quite the work out there. People want to play. Um, so hearing artists play, and you've played here for open mics and stuff like that, and uh, to hearing that artists actually want to play here, that's really what this is all about. Right. And you also do a, um, a meeting for the community. Yes. Uh, during the week. Yes. There's one on Wednesday. I'm trying to remember. My wife works for the sheriff's office, too, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you used to work for the Canton Sheriff's Office, right? I Canton did. Police Station. I did. Um, so there's a guy that you know. I can't remember his name right now. He talks about you come down on Wednesdays. Buster. Buster. Okay. Buster Cushing. Yep. yep. Chief down. Cushing. Yep. Now, because he, uh, uh, so uh, Buster and I actually go way, way, way back. Uh, so, uh, but Buster now is the chief of uh, school police. Okay. He just got, uh, he just got promoted and he's the chief of school police now. And uh, I've known Buster a long, long time, about uh, 20-ish years. You've been in Canton for a long time, right? I've been here since 1993. 93. And I know we talked, uh, do I know, I know a family member of yours, Max, right? Yeah, Max is my nephew, or my, not my nephew, my, my cousin. Your cousin. Yep, yeah, I played football with Max and went to school with him. That's right, that's right. He, uh, Max still lives, uh, Max lives up in Calhoun, uh, been married to, uh, been married to a lady named Angie for years and years and years and years and years. He works for uh, Pike Electric, I think. I okay. think he's a lineman for Pike Electric and making just buttloads of money. Yeah. I remember when we were in school, him and a bunch of guys lifted up my truck one time, and I came out, and Max, <laughs> Max, you know how big, big old Max was? Max is big. He bent the, the fender, and he had to give me a new fender. <laughs> I'd love to say that I'm surprised by that, but I am not. Yep. Well, tell everybody else about the community stuff that you're doing, because that's important as well, too, as, as the music. Yeah, so uh, the, the whole point of the Oak House is uh, to do things for the community. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Oak House is actually just nothing but a big ministry of Oakleaf Church, and uh, we have to be focused on the community. And so one of the things, we do a lot of different things that are uh, community focused, uh, one being uh, the, the music stuff, but we also try to make our space available for community meetings and community gatherings that, uh, that are super, super important. And so one of the things that we do here is called the Cherokee Collective. Okay. And uh, the Cherokee Collective, that's the thing that uh, you're trying to that you're trying to find a, yep. a, a way into and I'll, and I'll get you hooked up on uh, the email and all that stuff but uh, the Cherokee Collective is basically just a group of uh, do-gooders and so what they want to do is they want to uh, meet needs that exist in the community and so uh, the second Wednesday usually the second Wednesday of every month we have about 35-40 people who show up and they talk to agencies like uh, like the Sheriff's Office uh, Victim Advocates um, court-appointed uh, uh, special advocates for children and 
uh, man, defects, all kinds of stuff. They have, they, they meet with a lot of different people and they figure out how to meet needs that those individual organizations have. And so they meet those needs financially or resource wise or however it just really kind of makes sense. So one of the, one of the things that I'm most proudest of that, uh, that they've been able to do is because we knew of what was happening, there was a, uh, a church network down in uh, Cobb County and they were building tiny homes for sex trafficking victims. Okay. And so we got them a bunch of building materials to help get that project finished. And then because I knew a guy who did playgrounds, I was able to get them a full playground donated at, at no cost to them. And it's right. just because we knew the need existed and we had the network in place to be able to facilitate meeting those kind of needs. And that's, that's really what the Cherokee Collective is all about, is meeting needs for people uh, who need those, who, who have those needs, you know, the least of these. Okay. Is there anything now that's going on you're trying to figure out a way to help? Um, we always have needs that uh, pop up. There's no really big scale needs like that. Mm -hmm. But um, a couple of things that come to mind is um, the uh, Department of Family and Children's Services always needs car seats and play pens and cribs for any child that they okay. may take into custody. Uh, we constantly see needs come across for that. And uh, we also constantly see needs from um, uh, court-appointed uh, special advocates for uh, foster families, temporary foster families. We're always, always, always in need for foster families. That's one of the continuing needs that we, t we, we see here all the time. And how do they get that to you? They bring it here to the Oak House, or um, so the easiest way to do that is we we like to we understand that that people like to uh, remain anonymous a lot of the times mm -hmm. when they're meeting those kind of big needs. So you can send an email to uh, Brian at theoakhouse.com or info at theoakhouse.com and say, hey, uh, I heard about a need that we potentially could meet, and this is how we'd like to meet it, and we'll keep all that stuff confidential. We won't tell anybody who you are. Uh, there's actually a guy that we know if there's a monetary need under. Uh, under a thousand dollars we can call him and uh, the only way that we know him as is Batman <laughs> so uh, so if there's a if there's a monetary need then it goes out like hey just call Batman and see if he can help out right. like no one knows who this dude is uh, the checks come from some third-party company we do, like we legitimately have no idea who this guy Wayne is Enterprise. <laughs> Wayne Enterprises yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely so um, if if uh, if a need's brought to your attention or if you know of a need that you want to help meet, then yeah, absolutely send an email and we'll get you plugged into the right people to make sure that you can uh, contribute directly to that and don't have to go through a third party. That's nice. Now I know you do a lot for the community. How did you actually start the Oak House? Uh, so that's a trick question. So uh, the Oak House actually started as a business plan that I wrote about a decade ago mm -hmm. while I was uh, still in law enforcement and it, it took forever, uh, it, you know, just God's timing to be able to do uh, the things that needed to be done and for me to become the person that I needed to be to be able to do this kind of stuff. And uh, so basically a decade ago, I wrote a business plan about what it would look like to do a, a space that had live music on the weekends and serve coffee throughout the rest of the week and that a church used on Sunday. Just we wanted to just kind of jam pack the place full every single day of the week. Um, but 
that business plan just kind of sat there on the shelf and uh, I did a short stint up in Chattanooga. I love that town. I miss that town. I'll move back there one day. But I did a short stint up in Chattanooga uh, after I left law enforcement and uh, came back to, uh, to Canton and I was at uh, this little tiny church in downtown Canton called Oakleaf Church and okay. the pastor got up and he talked about this vision that he had for turning his building into a place for the community through the rest of the week. And so we met and uh, basically uh, talked for six months about what that looked like. And I, I told him, I said, hey, I have this business plan and uh, you can use it to walk into a bank to get funding and, you know, whatever you need to do, do it. And um, by that time, I had given up on that I was going to be the person to do that. Okay. Um, because, you know, after a decade, you, there's no reason to believe that, hey, this dream's still alive, you know. And so... We kind of walked through that whole process, and then uh, the pastor of Oakleaf Church, Will Goodwin, uh, he called me, and we had a meeting, and he asked me, he said, hey, would you like to come run this? Mm -hmm. And uh, so I, I was working in sales at the time. In that year, I was on track to actually break $100,000 in, uh, in, in income for the first time ever. I don't know anybody in my family that's ever done that. Right. And I told him, uh, absolutely not. I know what ministry pays ministry like got like the, the the big joke about ministry is if uh, god will keep them humble the, mm -hmm. <laughs> the the ministry will keep them poor so uh, i knew that hundred thousand dollars was nowhere near what i was going to be looking at mm -hmm. and uh, so i told him no and i went home and i told my wife i was like hey you know he actually offered for me to come run this thing and she said well what you telling and uh, i told him i said or i told her i said you know i babe for the first time ever you know, we're, we're on track to make pretty decent money. And so she looked at me and she said, uh, I've been with you through everything you ever wanted to do in law enforcement. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll support you whatever you decide to do. But you need to come to a, a decision if you're going to serve God or money. Right. And uh, so the next thing I did, I picked up my phone and I called the pastor. I'm like, all right, let's do this. And so uh, 10 months later, here we are. I'm sorry, 11 months later, here we are. Uh, rocking and rolling, just getting things busted out and I mean, having a great time and filling this place up every day that we can with uh, wonderful people like Lenny right. and, uh, and all the incredible people that we have in here on a monthly basis. It's, uh, it's just it's mind-boggling, the community that's been created here. So that's kind of the, the short story about how we're here. Yeah, I know when, when I first started doing the open mics and what it is now, it's completely different. So different, isn't it? It is. It's it's great. And I know that you started it as that, and then we, we talked about it before, too. You do music on the weekends and coffee during the week, but that's not all you do. People can rent the rooms out, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if, um, if you needed to have a meeting, we can accommodate meetings anywhere from two people all the way up to 12 people, mm -hmm. or you can rent out one of the larger auditoriums to have board meetings or... Um, you know, the, the, the county office of economic development rents out the place every quarter to have uh, investor meetings. And so at, at certain times inside this building, you can see up to $2.5 billion in revenue right. represented inside of the space. So you know, we, we really run the gamut. I mean, we have, we have some incredible people who are members of the, of the co-working space here. Uh, those, those people, we have a guy who all he does is investments for a single family in Miami. Mm -hmm. And the opposite side of that coin is we have a guy that's a member here who runs the largest wrestling promotion in the state of Georgia. 
I heard you say that. I love wrestling. I, I took my kids to, um, I think it was the Georgia. Georgia wrestling. Premier Wrestling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that who it is? No, no, no. Um, so, uh, unfortunately, Georgia Premier Wrestling just uh, announced that they're going to be uh, closing. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they had a really good wrestling promotion. They're going to move it uh, further north, up closer to the state line to okay. Tennessee. But, uh, no, uh, the guy's name is uh, Gary, and uh, it runs out of Action Church just down the road here, actually. It's called uh, Southern Honor Wrestling. Okay. Yeah, I took my kids to the Georgia, and this is the first time I've ever been to a wrestling match, and it surprised me how they acted, <laughs> especially my little girl. Yeah. She was yelling at them and getting in their faces, and I'm like, oh, oh my yeah. God, that's my girl. Like, who is this kid? <laughs> right. She was having a blast, and it just reminded me when I was little, my grandfather used to take me to the Omni, and yeah. we'd go watch uh, WCW do right. the, the TV tapings there. Yeah. And I know me and my nephew, or maybe my cousin was on there, and we were, uh, you actually see us on TV. It was like 12. Oh, and that's we, cool. We, and it's like we, a couple weeks in a row because it was tapings, you know. Right. Know, but it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of the big names, or not a lot, but a few of the big names uh, from those from those eras, from the bygone areas, mm-hmm. are, uh, are heavily involved down at uh, Southern Honor Wrestling. So uh, Chris Jericho okay. will show up down there. They had Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho do a match down there. Um, Jake the Snake Roberts, right. Diamond Dallas Page, all like you could go down there and see those guys mm-hmm. just pop in, and so it's really really interesting to see uh, a blast from my past interact with yes. uh, what's currently happening. It's really really cool. They're building a really great thing down there. Yeah, my wife's trying to get me to do the DDP yoga. Yeah, <laughs> it's so dude, it's so crazy how much of a viral effect that DDP yoga has had. And look. So Diamond Dallas Page has been inside of the Oak House on a couple different occasions mm-hmm. having meetings because he's a big sponsor of what happens down at Southern Honor. Right. So, like, he, like, that's no gimmick. Right. He believes in that stuff. And rightly so because it, it's, like, you can go, you can see all these wonderful success stories mm-hmm. of everything that's happened. Man, it's, it's crazy, absolutely crazy him making the switch from professional wrestler to a yoga instructor. Yeah, because, I mean, he's, he saved Jake the Snake, and he saved yeah. uh, Scott Hall. Yeah. And, and I watched a, there's a YouTube video of a uh, former uh, military, I don't know, Marines or Army yeah, or something. The he's guy on the, yeah. on the, yeah. Like in a wheelchair or, or couldn't walk. Yeah, he had he, the, he had a crutches. Yeah, and then he did all that, and then he's up running again. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, you see him, like, falling over and mm-hmm. doing all that. Yeah, but yeah it's that. really powerful. I have did yoga a couple times with my wife. And it's not a joke, yoga period. I mean, right. it's, just, it's hard. It's hard. So I'm sitting there sweating, and I'm sliding in my own sweat trying to do this stuff. But I, I, I'm going to look into it. I know he's, he's got it in Smyrna, I think, is where he yeah, does. Yeah, right down the road in Smyrna is DDP Yoga Studios. Yep. You can go there and do a live class. Got to tell him so he can sponsor me. That's right. Sponsor him, DDP. <laughs> right. Feel the bang. I used to watch him. I loved him. I tell you, I watched all kinds of wrestling as a kid. That's right. Got, so, the, got the diamond cutter. Oh, yeah. Me and my, <laughs> I know, we're not going to promote this, but me and my cousin used to wrestle. You get all this stuff in the back. You're supposed to be safe doing all this stuff. But we would do it into the pool and stuff, so it would a little oh, bit yeah. safer. But I used to watch them in slow motion so I could learn how so to do it. So you could mimic it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, I, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a wrestler. My favorite wrestlers was the Road Warriors. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rick Rude. I loved Rick Rude. Right. He ravishing was, Rick Rude, oh, baby. That's he was right. so cool. And then Arn Anderson, Just there was something about Arn yeah. Anderson that I loved watching. So I mean, we'll, yep. we'll turn this into a wrestling podcast if I'm not careful. <laughs> so there's actually there's a live wrestling podcast that uh, records down at Southern Honor every time really? they do it. Oh yeah, they do it live on site. It's really really neat. They do a great job down there. What's the name of it? Uh, mm-hmm. Mean Street Podcast, I think. Okay. And I've I've listened to Jericho's and I've mm-hmm. listened to uh, Jr's. Yeah. And then I listened to Stone Cold. 
Yep. So that's like uh, when I first started doing podcast. I hadn't listened to podcasts when I started doing this, so I wanted to listen. So I started with JR because I wanted to kind of hear something that I was interested in. Yeah. And then I found some of the music stuff and other things that I still listen to the wrestling ones all the time. It's so good. It is. And uh, I mean, they're they just it's people get, it gets a bad rep, but it's it's. They are athletes doing a job. Oh, if you don't think they're athletes, you go get thrown through a table. Right. And even taking the bumps hurt. Yeah. I mean, they, they, your body gets used to it, but a lot of them guys get in so much pain because they do yeah. it 300 nights a week. Yeah. 300 nights a year, you know, and they're they're getting beat up and getting hit with chairs. And, yeah, they got a ways to do it, but it still hurts. You know, yeah. There, there's no way it doesn't hurt. Yeah. There's no, there's no way you could ever convince me that those guys aren't athletes. Right. And a lot of the times I've seen even with Jericho when in his early days with WCW, he got flipped off the top and he landed on his head. And yeah. if he wasn't in such good shape, I think he would have broke his damn neck. Yeah. It's it's absolutely bonkers some of the things that, that they do. Mm-hmm. And they and you know, it's not like they're paid thousands and thousands of dollars. Like these independent guys, they're mm-hmm. not paid thousands and thousands of dollars. Like it's fifty, a hundred bucks a show. Right. So like they're doing this for <laughs> like it's life and limb for a couple bucks, you know? Yep. They it used to be about twenty bucks, I think, when I was a kid, and they were doing it. It's like twenty bucks, drive down the road for twenty dollars show, and then. <laughs> but uh, yeah, because I've got to talk to some of the people that the podcast. I'll get in a Jericho podcast and talk to him one day. I'd love to meet him. I know uh, he, a buddy of mine, is a professional comedian. Used to be on uh, when he's in WWE, he would do um, the very beginning. He had like a stage guys, and he was dressed up. His name is Dave Stone. That's what he is now. I know him as David. He played football with me and Max. Oh, okay. So he's a professional comedian now. He's uh, he goes by. Uh, the, the, some kind of monster. I don't remember what it's called now. But you look at Dave Stone. You Max will know who he is because he played for us. Yeah. But uh, it, it's it's funny seeing everybody that's kind of mingles. And now I think there's a guy at David's Music Center that plays guitar with with Fozzie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not Rich Ward, but it's another guy that plays with Fozzie. So uh, uh, Fozzie is Chris Jericho's band, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a, a local legend around here, uh, Stuck Mojo. And one of the in the one of the guitarists from Stuck Mojo, Rich Ward, uh, now plays for Fozzie. And it's not it's not Rich Ward that that is the music instructor, but it's another guitarist that's okay. with him. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get back to the old guys. Like I said, we got tangent on wrestling. Oh, I, I can tangent all day long. Oh, I, I can too. I can too. You can see how we're going that way. Um, I know we talked a little bit about before about stuff for the music scene here in yeah. in Georgia and in the local Canton area. Um, I, was, I had an idea. I meant to run by. I do it now. I'm talking to you. So, but you ought to do like um, you got the listener room here for everybody. Most musicians know what it is. Have you ever thought about putting in like a little songwriting room here? Uh, so, we have. We actually have. Uh, we actually have a a woman who comes in and rents out one of the meeting rooms all day, okay. and she'll cycle two or three people in. And so basically what she does is she acts as a muse okay. for few musicians. So uh, they'll book her and she'll come in, run out the space and basically take them through creative processes to unblock the writer's block. Okay. So it, it happened organically, which I assume that it would. Um, but that's not something that, uh, that we specifically sign off on as ours. Okay. And, you know, even, even the singer songwriter sessions, we try not to tell people that it's our event because right. at the end of the day, without David Suddeth and mm-hmm. Cherokee Music Center, this wouldn't be what it is. Yeah. So uh, so this is really Cherokee Music Center's event. We just happen to have the best sounding room in North Georgia yeah. to be able to do something like this. So why wouldn't we use that room 
to do it. So, uh, so it's very much something that that we try not to say, hey, we want we want this to be our event. And I think that's one of the big reasons why we're we're so why we're why, why we get so much favor inside of the community is because we constantly make it. It's not about us. It's not about us. It's not about us. And we put other people at the forefront and we try to make the community the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And we just really feel like if we continue to do that, uh, God will honor that and he'll bless that. And, and things will just continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger yes. until we just can't, we just can't handle the people anymore. Right. And so that's the ultimate goal is we just want to look back at, and we, you know, it happened tonight. We were all sitting in the back going, what are we going to do with all these people? <laughs> like that's a great problem to have. Right. right. So, um, so we just try we just trying to keep the focus on, hey, this isn't our event. It's somebody else's event that they're holding here, and let's make them the center of attention. Okay. And so it, it just it never fails. The more we try to shed the light off of us, the more it gets shown onto us. Yeah. And, you know, it just it is what it is at this point. Well, anybody that does the helps the community, even like Carrie Hood, who comes and takes oh, pictures. She's so good. She is. She's great. I mean, she doesn't she doesn't charge anybody. She does it for just the love of music. Yeah. And she brings stuff here all the time for the artist. I mean, she has like a big thing of water today she was carrying. <laughs> she just does it. Yeah. It's because she genuinely enjoys serving others. Yes. And I don't know that she would ever specifically say it that way. But she does. She loves serving people, and she loves serving the musicians here and, and taking their pictures and giving them great content for mm-hmm. their social sites and for whatever they really need it for. Yeah. So uh, you, you just don't meet many people like her who yeah. have such a servant's heart. And, it's, and it's, she does a great picture. Not she just comes and takes bad pictures. She takes great pictures. Right, right. I mean, yeah, they're, they're top-quality pictures. Yeah, I use them on mine for my website or for my facial, facial yeah. medium stuff for Yes Ma'am, I've done it. And then is it funny now that I got Alan singing and I don't get pictures taken much anymore? I was like, you don't take any more pictures of me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of funny. We, so I get a lot of friends requests from people who are musicians who have played here. Mm-hmm. And I would say probably 90% of the people, if they've played here and Carrie's taken their picture, mm-hmm. that's going to be their profile picture. Absolutely. Or it's going to be their, uh, their cover uh, image in the back, like their background image is going to be, the photo that Carrie took at the Oak House. At the Oak House. And so I, I and I, and I'll bang people out on it all the time. Mm-hmm. If I see it, I'll be like, "Hey, great picture, winky face." You're right. And so, so it's it's a, it's almost gotten to be like this joke now. Of I know if I see the brick in the background, it's my brick. <laughs> it's your brick. Yeah. And so like, oh, I know where they took that picture. Absolutely. <laughs> she, she she did it for mine for Mad Life, but I'm gonna have, I told her that I'm gonna do the band pictures and I want her to do them. She said, oh, yeah, I'll do them. I was like, well, how much? She goes, no. I was like, no, I'm going to pay you something. I'll give you some, some money. I can't not pay you for that right. because it's going to be for the album. Right. So we'll get we'll get your name out there. You know, it's just a fan photography for everybody listening. That's right. Carrie, Carrie Hood at Just a Fan Photography. Awesome, awesome photographer. All right. Do you, um, I know one other thing I talked about, too, with this, this place is uh, I wanted to ask you before about, like, a bluebird. Turning, like, the bluebird, you know, put, like, a songwriter's round in the middle I don't know if it even feasible and wrap people around like they do at the Bluebird Cafe. Yeah, that's absolutely feasible. And actually, uh, David with uh, Cherokee Music Center and I have talked about doing mm-hmm. a, a songwriter round uh, here. But uh, because we have such that we, we have the awesome stage up there and mm-hmm. we have uh, everything that that it would require to have people on stage. So right. we thought about just lining them up on stage or like a semicircle them up on stage mm-hmm. and saying, Great. Here's the requirements. If you want to do the singer, the songwriter round, 
you have to agree that the end goal by the end of this hour, two hours, whatever it is, is you got to have a song mm-hmm. by the end of it. So like someone's writing the music and someone's coming up with lyrics and it, it doesn't have to be anything super fancy or anything like that, but like, let's have a song yeah. out of the end of this. And I tell you, two people who really uh, latched onto that were uh, Greg Drews and Greg Shaddix. Yeah. They were like, oh man, that's a great idea. That's a phenomenal. We should absolutely do that. Yep. But uh, you know, the likelihood of ever getting those two in here on the same day ever again <laughs> is like next to zero. So, uh, so it may just be a pipe dream. But yeah, David and I actually we had talked about doing something like yeah. that, and he's he's all on board with it. I think it's just a a uh, logistics issue of getting everything planned out, setting it up right. Yeah, and yeah. I mean that's I mean that's why I do that here. I mean because of David, he he let me and him talked about doing the podcast, and when I first started it. There's one called the music scene, you know, S E N, gotta be seen, music mm-hmm. scene. And then he said, Got I help you got change the name. All right, so I'll go Georgia Bluebirds. It's like, no, I'll get calls from Nashville if I do it that way. So <laughs> yeah, I turned yeah. it into the Georgia Songbirds. And yeah. that's, it just went from there. And I mean I get people calling me, they have no idea who they are. I've got an article coming out in um, the paper. I had a lady reach out for wanna do a thing about local podcast. So she got Charles Hood, Carrie's husband. Yeah got in contact told him about me he's like oh great yes i'm doing that and i think <laughs> is it thing- is it for cherokee county mm-hmm. is shannon baloo no she did an article for me and uh the yes man band oh okay uh, it's uh her name is can't i can tell you, it's candy uh what what she says her name was it, she's from like around around maybe around around about magazine i know yes. exactly who you're talking about um the Jack- name will come to me in just a second but yes uh around about magazine is a phenomenal magazine they do they do a lot of, they do several community magazines here and they're, man, they're they're really really good. They're yeah. top quality stuff. It's Candy Hannigan. Yes, then, Candy uh, Hannigan. Jackie right. is the one who got in touch with me. That's right. So, yep. Shout out to those people. That's right. I, I know you're wrapping up stuff here, so I'll let you go, Brian. Thank you for coming Excellent. on, man. Well, man, thank you so very much. Um, I know we've threatened to do this several times, <laughs> and uh, it's re- man, it's just so awesome uh, to see uh, your stuff growing here. And every time I walk by the room. I, I constantly see people in here and it's like, man, you know, I'm just, I'm just glad that we're able to provide yes. a, uh, a, a space and a platform for, for you to be able to do what you do. And you know, that ultimately at the end of the day, that's what it's mostly about. It's about the community and helping other people right. succeed. And if, uh, if other people aren't succeeding, then we're not succeeding. And that's just, that's just the, that's just the way that it is, man. If we, if, if we're the only ones that are winning, then we're not really winning. Yeah. And I will let everybody, I'll let everybody you want to hear that the listening room is the best place to play. I, mean, I agree. There's been places like, I like the greenhouse, but I didn't um, even know it was an alley, you know, yeah. small venue. But this is such a great space. I'll tell you a funny story about Green Line. Green Line. So Green Line, so Green Line Brewery uh, used to be called the Green Rail. Okay. Years ago, years and years and years ago. As it turns out, Max's dad used to own that. Really? And our grandmother was a cook there. So, yeah, just this random bit of information, History right? History so, Yeah, so, uh, so uh, I didn't know that until Max had, I'd posted a picture of it one day, and Max sent me a message on Facebook, and he's like, hey, you know, Dad used to own that. It used to be called the, the Green Rail, and Granny was the cook there. And I was like, no freaking way. That's absolutely amazing. I'm trying to remember if I remember it as the Green Rail, because I've been here for it's 30 been, it, years. It was, back in, it was back in the 70s. Okay. Yeah, no, I moved. We moved up here in '83, '84. That's right, about the time that uh, 575 was being built. Yep, we moved up here and it, it hadn't been collected yet. It was right, it stopped at exit 20. There was yep. a, a dirt hill. 
and that's where it was at. <laughs> yeah, that's where it ended. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, Brian, I'll let you go. I know we got to get everybody closed up here. So thank you for coming on. Excellent. Thank you so much for having me, Jesse. It's been awesome.